Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. Big thanks to Steve Matson there of the Resident Complex for that super cool opening. I am Justin Watry. This is the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcast Network. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Apple, all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, give us all that love. You know it. There is no shakeup this week here. It is Steve Matson. Introduce yourself again, sir. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me back. This is Steve again from the Resonant Complex. And you know what? I didn't uh, mention last time and welcome you to the lab. This is where all the writing for the Resonant Complex takes place and where the debut album North Avenue was created can be found everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, there it is. I love it. This is where the magic happens, huh? This is where it all happens, right here. All right, there's no magic in my place, so <laughs> it's good to be here. All right, as you probably expect by now, we are here to talk about the Superstar Shakeup from Raw and SmackDown, and actually technically included is NXT. What do you think about the Superstar Shakeup each year happening after WrestleMania? I, I like that it happens. I really dig it. Um, I think it's cool to, to shake up the roster. You can't have the same thing going on week after week. How many times did we get Orton and Sheamus a couple of years back? You know what I mean? I mean, so it's good that we have a nice uh, change of pace, a breath of fresh air. I think Jim Ross went on and said that after WrestleMania, it was kind of like hitting the reset button, and they really appeared to do that this year. Right. I think of it almost like a season finale yep. at WrestleMania, and then you kind of start new or kind of like a new book or American Horror Story, how they have the same characters, but it's a different story, you know, this time after the Superstar Shakeup. Yeah. I think we should jump right into it and start with The Miz opening up going to Raw. What would you think of that? Uh, I think it was it was interesting. I kind of see him as more of a staple on SmackDown. I kind of like him on this. I think he does better on SmackDown. Rod and him just don't have the best fit, in my opinion. And again, that goes back to what I said last week. I hate The Miz. I like Mike. So I... I think it's cool that he's getting the shot to be on the main roster or the main, you know, a show or flagship show, whatever you want to call it. But I think that SmackDown has always been a better fit for him. But yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It does seem like he has a better fit. We'll get to it more, but almost like Rey Mysterio spending his whole career on SmackDown. It, it just, you know, it had a better fit. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. You know, it, it may not be bad. It might be great. It just doesn't feel right, and I know the speculation is that it's because of his reality show being on USA Network, so when he went to Raw, or to SmackDown, I'm sorry, then he couldn't be on Fox saying, hey, turn on USA Network yeah, and watch my show. right, and there's always there's always that kind of underhanded deal. And always that, happens. It's always going to happen, and it's kind of, you know, it's almost like a precursor of what's going to happen when they switch networks, and what's the relationship going to be with two different networks kind of vying for the same people. Right, that's going to be interesting. Um, I think it's always like two years ago when he went to Raw, it felt like, hey, he's getting like a promotion because of his great work he did on SmackDown, but then it didn't go so well. So I'm kind of worried. A part of me wants to think like, hey, they're finally going to get behind him. They're going to put him on the A show Raw. He's going to be the centerpiece and all this. But part of me feels, oh, here we go again. He's going to stuck in the middle of the card again for another year. You know, and it's hard to, to not feel that way because that just seems to be what happens. <laughs> you know, you'd like to see him get behind him. He he has an awesome heel personality, and they definitely need to have those antagonists to all those storylines. Yeah, I'm going to say right now cautiously optimistic. Is that a good way to put it? That's a good way to put it. I like that. Cautiously optimistic. You want them to succeed, but so many times they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. How many times do they keep hurting us, man? You know. <laughs> they keep hurting us. I'm going to say a question here. Answer with one word. Uh-oh. Will the Shane-Miz feud continue? No. Do Don't. you want it to continue? No. I didn't want it to start. <laughs> <laughs> Shane McMahon is the best in the world. Come on. That I You know what? It was funny because I I didn't watch Crown Jewel live and I went to watch like the first match or whatever and for whatever reason I got caught up on the internet and I got spoilers on the whole show. Oh boy. And you know what? I turned it off, and I was not sad about wow. it. <laughs> you know the whole Shane McMahon thing. Turned it off. Lesnar. I. I done. I, I. I think I watched it early in the morning or after work or something. It was time for a nap. You know, because I'm old. <laughs> We're and all it, old. And then I read the spoilers, and I was like, you know what? I think I got something else to do. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on then. So cautiously optimistic there. Um, up next, I just noticed I misspelled the name, so my mistake. Ricochet and Alistair Black, they finally have a home on Raw. And it kind of appears that they're going to be focusing more on their singles uh, career. They they were involved in a tag match, but each one of them got their own entrance. And it just kind of had that feel that they were going to let them shine as individuals uh, going forward. Yeah, I think um, I think everybody, I mean, me and you included, I think everybody's kind of looking forward to their uh, solo career. But honestly, one I mean, they're only <laughs> one and only. I think they're. No one has ever drawn a <laughs> I think they're both um, good right now to kind of introduce them. And I mean, they're young enough; they're always going to have time for a solo run. Yeah, it, yeah, it's true. And I think that they're these guys are. are I, th- I think I called it last week. These guys are the future. I'm going to toss Ricochet in with like just being a staple in the company and bringing you know all those just great level matches that we've come to expect from certain legends. I hope so. So I'm glad they're on Raw. It does kind of seem like a good fit right now. Absolutely. Speaking of good fit, Cedric Alexander to Raw. Nice promotion from 205 Live. I'm, I'm again cautiously optimistic at the 205. Live guys moving up. Um, does that mean that you know the cruiserweight division is less? Is that just a stepping stone, or is because what if that's the pinnacle for somebody? What if a guy like me that'll never make two twenty five? You know, what if that was my ambition? Had I been athletic? Yeah, I've definitely. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot more of Cedric Alexander than probably most of the cruiserweights on the show, and like uh, Mustafa Ali or just Ali or whatever they're calling him. Um, he's earned this, so this is going to be a, yeah. a nice spot for him. Again, I want to say cautiously optimistic that he won't just lose to Braun Strowman in ten seconds each week. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do got a soft spot in my heart from watching the the cruiserweight classic when he right. put on some of those great matches and the crowds going, "Please sign him!" and Triple yep. H is like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." That was probably one of the moments of the year. So I, I'm hoping for the best for him. Something that you know, a move that I'm not so sure about. Eric Young to Raw. Sanity is no more. <laughs> Sanity is no more. Um, Was it ever? <laughs> in NXT, I liked it. I really liked the idea of it, especially when they had Nikki Cross thrown in there. I thought that was that was a faction. And, you know, uh, one thing I noticed, they don't do too many of the four-person factions. I kind of like when you got four people. You got a single star, you got a tag team, and then you got a woman. And that's always a, you know, would it be awesome story if they just would have run, you know, with it and the craziness and all that, but they never really got the push that they deserved. Yeah, uh, Undisputed Era, I believe, had a taping with, uh, I can't pronounce her name, but a woman in the group, and they just never ended up keeping it. I can't think of her name right now. It's like Tanya Tanana-Kani or something. See, I just butchered the name. Oh, was that the uh, American Ninja? No, that's Casey. Okay. It was something. It started with a T, and I think her last name was a C. I'm sure everyone's yelling at me right now of her name. Back to Eric Young, though. I'm, uh, uh, I'll just say it. I've never been a fan. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember when he moved up to NXT. You were like, ah, and I'm like, I've never seen him because what? There's other wrestling. <laughs> right there is. Um, I don't care for him too much. Comedy as a serious whatever his character is, he's portraying. Was, was that the beer money dude? Was he like? No, he was the big bearded guy who'd be scared by his entrance, and he was in uh, Team Canada at one point. And then they had him be a crazy guy. And, oh. He he was a beer drinker. I think he won the beer drinking title or something. This is see, this is why I don't watch this. Hey, other yeah, company. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm never a fan. But I am a fan of um, a main roster promotion. Obviously, getting more money. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I maybe he'll shine. Maybe he'll do something that you least expect. Because going from that idiot gimmick, you know, of the beer drinking thing, and then being able to be. I mean, he. When I saw him on TV, he was a very convincing psychopath. He had that look. He had that wild, crazy eyes. So given the right direction, who knows what he could do. He could join the likes of just being one of those constant guys that's always a threat, but, you know, kind of, hey, he's in the picture, and then maybe he's not, and then he is, you know. Yeah, it's it's always interesting, the superstar shakeup. Like, we'll name, like, our favorite moves, the best moves, the most impactful moves, no pun intended there. And then there's always somebody, like, that comes out of nowhere, and maybe Eric Young could be that kind of surprise guy on Raw. You never know. 
I mean, you never know. They've gone crazy. Jinder Mahal was once WWE <laughs> champion, so I mean, we'll never get that back. We're still trying to forget that. Oh, Speaking yeah. of trying to forget, I <laughs> advise the women and children to shut their ears off here because we're about to talk about war. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. Who? Who? The Viking experience. I'm just gonna let you talk. Go oh, right ahead. God. Um, Go ahead. We, no, we. You know, I. I like I said, I got it out earlier. <laughs> yes, you did. Before we went live here, yep. but. The Viking experience, come on, really? And the rumor that I read that, you know, he, uh, Vince McMahon was considering the Berserkers. That would have been better. And then you get John Nord to come out once in a while for special occasions. Huss, huss, uh, awesome. That would have been a great story, throwing back to the legends, and then they just run with the, but the Viking, can I get my amusement ticket ride? Is, where do I go? Is there a ticket window it, somewhere for it this It might experience? be sold out. I don't oh know. Yeah. Well, Everyone's a big fan of the Viking experience. You know, I, I, I love the team. The guys themselves, the matches that I've seen, that big guy flopping around like he does. Dude, awesome. Great team. Does, does Vince not know that he owns NXT? He doesn't have to change? I mean, does he... Yeah, no. he, he knows he owns XFL. Are you sh- oh, oh, oh is that it? Oh, okay. Sometimes we forget. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not going to defend the name. I don't like it at all. Horrible. The Viking experience. I'm sure we'll all get used to it in a few weeks and just kind of, you know, call it and forget about War Raiders. I'll- I mean, we all kind of forget, like, Cesaro and all these guys used to have last names, like right. Biggie Langston. Like, nobody calls him Langston. We just kind of forget But I remember. It. But I do want to toss in real quick that in the graphic of hey, this is who's moved and who ha- or this is who's moved so far, the Viking experience was conspicuously absent. Ooh. Perhaps they're just going to do a quick change of the name or maybe they'll just say blank the censors and we're going to call them War. Oh, I'm, did I say that? Oops. The Raiders. The Raiders. The uh, Oakland Raiders. From there the you go. Yeah, that'll work. Maybe perhaps when they drop the NXT tag titles, which I assume now has got to be, you know, it's pretty got to be. That's the other thing is that it now does that lessen the the NXT tag titles because now you know that they're going to be losing them. Yeah, I, you know, I think it does. You know, when someone has a foot out the door, I mean, even Kevin Owens debuted on Raw and he was still NXT champion. It was like, well, you know, when's Finn Balor now going to beat him? And then, sure enough, it was a month or so later in Japan. It's like, well, we already knew it was coming, so so much for that title ring. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I watched all those because I love Kevin Owens. I love Finn Balor. Uh, I called, I I got a story about uh, Kevin Owens that we'll talk about later. But um, I don't want to forget it. Do you want to tell it now? <laughs> no, no, because it's long winded, and we got a lot to get to. I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, I like long winded stories. It all goes right. back to to 2008. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to defend the name or anything. I'll just say, you know, War Raiders also sounded a little silly, so maybe it's just because we were used to it or it was cool, so now Viking experience, it kind of sucks, but it's already been said, you know, if these guys are talented enough and they make enough of an impact, is anyone going to care about the name? That's a good point. The... If, if they're going to get over, they're going to get over on talent. Everyone's going to know about their rough style and how high-flying they can get, so yeah, the name sucks, but look, talent is talent. That and... is a really good point. You know what? Everybody hated the Universal title when that got debuted, and right. now, you know, nobody complains about it. Everybody wants it. Yeah, and so, then Balor and... I was going to you know, buy one at that one show we went to. <laughs> then Balor and Rollins had a great match, and it was like, all right, so we got a title. Sweet. All right, moving on to another uh, cautiously optimistic, not so much though after Raw, EC3 has landed mm-hmm. on a show, and it is Monday Night Raw. Um, I... <laughs> could care less. I don't know much about him. Again, I don't really watch that other company. The one that shan't be named. No. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I've seen him, like, you know, I'll admit I read some of, the, like, the rumors and the dirt sheets and stuff like that. So I do catch his name flying by here and there, and I know he was huge uh, at, in that other company. Haven't been really impressed, but then again, they haven't really used him. So wow me, dude. Yeah, you know? even his NXT run, which actually I didn't think he'd be a good fit in NXT because obviously he's kind of a main roster ready guy, kind of like Elias. Like you figure he'd be in NXT for a few months and then come up, which is what happened. Um, it's funny that we won't mention that company, but there was a dark match, I believe, a few weeks ago where he was back with a manager he used to have in that company. So maybe they were testing the waters a little bit of, hey, that's when he was most successful. Let's try that. But unfortunately, that was not on TV. And what was on TV was 
Braun Strowman throwing him around <laughs> the arena for two minutes. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, Welcome to Raw. I, I, I of course, if this. the rumors are true, though, he's apparently not in good favor for whatever reason. But, I mean, that happens. You know? Yeah, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I would have liked him to almost win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and kind of make a name for himself. Or, if anything, Dixie Carter can come in because that's where the EC3 <laughs> name comes from, that gimmick. I don't know. I'm hoping for the best, but, you know, if he's got some issues right now backstage, there was also the same reports about Braun a few months ago. And, you know, remember Triple H spent half a year completely buried in the card. I don't like the word buried, but he pretty much was. And, you know, you can rebound from that stuff. It's yeah, no problem. Right. So, Did you ever get your interview with Dixie Carter? <laughs> I'm still going to try. And by the way, I'm going to tweet it out again later. Dixie, if you're listening... <laughs> Bucket list. I need the exclusive interview. I got the studio. Uh, yeah. Bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> Speaking of ready, Lacey Evans to Raw. Finally. I, Finally. At least she landed on a show. Uh, I I think she's got another one of those uh, charisma attitudes or whatever that's going to be a staple heel for a long time to come. She's always going to be the I'm better than you and always going to be a threat in every one of her matches. And it was nice to see her wrestle. Uh, it yes. was nice to see that she's got some skills. She does. She's really good. I was I was actually impressed. I I had forgotten. It had been so long since I've seen her on NXT. I forgot how good she actually was. So this is, this is going to be good. I think she, now that she's got some focus... Yeah, I like. Uh, I'm gonna name uh, two quick points here. It was um, she was in the Royal Rumble, if people forget, but you know you can't really show much in the Rumble when right. there's 20 people around. And I'll just make a quick point that um, she was in there with Natalia. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of her, even though she follows me on Twitter. Thank you, but I will say, but she's the veteran that's gonna walk her through it, right? And kind of get her through the first uh, big Raw match. So and it was honestly, a perfect pairing. Who better? Uh, Natalia's right. awesome. I I personally have a soft spot because the the Hart family is what got me into wrestling. The very first match I ever saw was a Hart Foundation match. I saw Bret Hart. I wanted to be him. <laughs> <laughs> the best there is. The best right. there, yeah. So. What do you think of Lacey Evans now seemingly going straight for the title? Let's see what happens. I Let's don't think do she's going to get it. Yeah, but might as well jump in if you're going to make an impression. What did uh, uh, Triple H say to Pete Dunne at the, the UK tournament? Make a name for yourself, kid. Right. Go for it. Uh, quick mention, I'm a little surprised Pete Dunne was not called up, but I will say um, any chance Lacey Evans wins one title and Becky keeps the other. And that Not solves yet. that? Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet? Okay. No. She's, if it, if she's going to, you know, I think if she's going to keep a title and lose one, I think she'll keep the Raw title. Yeah, for, I agree. Yeah. You know. I think uh, SmackDown side's pretty stacked, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Now a bad move, I think, to Raw. One that, unfortunately, is going to be another negative tone here, but Rey Mysterio to Raw. Yeah, um, as we were saying, there's those staples of a show. Undertaker, can you picture him on any other show? Well, I mean, obviously, because he's the Undertaker. Edge, but for the longest, Right, but for the longest time, he was SmackDown, and that was SmackDown's, like, golden trophy right there. <laughs> so uh, Rey Mysterio was in that list as well, and let's see what happens. You know, he's he's getting to the end of his career. He's trying to make you know, c cement his legacy and get his kid in the door. And I guess, I mean, it's a good way to do it. It's, again, like we keep talking about, the person is not, the show is not going to make the person. The person is going to be, you know, their talent is what's ultimately going to tell you whether they did good or not. So regardless of what show they're on, have some good matches and hope you get your time, you know. Uh, as good old JR says, make the most of your minutes. Right, and he only did have a few minutes before meeting Mr. Lars. Um, <laughs> Mysterio was on Raw, I believe it was 2008. Yeah, I remember that. And he had a ridiculous feud with Kane. Yep, yeah. And then he did a whole lot didn't, of nothing, and then he uh, Big Show slam him when like he was like in a stretcher and slam him against the ring post oh, a that, couple of times. That was backlash 2003. That was a while ago. Really. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I think they did it again. I think they repeated did it. They? I think so, because oh, I remember gosh. watching it. <laughs> I hope not. Um, and then he did a feud uh, with JBL Quick and won the Intercontinental yep, title yep. in like 30 seconds at Mania. And, and then, then he, JBL quit. Then JBL quit. 
And then, uh, yeah, Mysterio then was drafted right back to SmackDown. I believe he feuded with Jericho over that Intercontinental title, which was great. Um, yeah, I don't really like the Mysterio to Raw move. I'm more than willing to be proven wrong on this. I'm a fan of his, and I look forward to it. But, I mean, coming out, beating up Elias, and then getting destroyed by Lars, I don't know if that's another write-off as another injury or anything. But part-time or not, uh, I just don't like Mysterio on Raw as a fit. Well, again, we'll see what happens, you know. We'll see what happens. To quick change tones, a move I do like and think is a perfect fit, the Usos to Raw. Yes, you called that, actually. Uh, we or we were calling that one last week. I do like that. I think they they did pretty much all they could do on SmackDown. I mean, they, they ran over that division. <laughs> you know, they really took over. Yes, And did. it was awesome to see them reform themselves a whole uso penitentiary coming out of the colorful i mean i love that uh some what what is that called when they do the the war dance right before i thought that was really cool but the way they transitioned from that gimmick to this very serious we're top contenders we're you know yeah i like the new one by far more absolutely and i love that song yes it is a good song um right in my article i right here the first thing i said was one of the more predictable calls and you know right when they lost the titles to the hardys where else were they going to go that was pretty out of blue and well no pun there but (laughs) it was kind of you know quick and sudden it was like yeah they're going they're going it's gonna happen it's gonna be good too because now it'll be interesting to see them tackle the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) all right that's and everybody else everybody else and speaking of predictable once they moved it was obvious naomi was going to oh yeah yeah gotta keep them together that'll be interesting too she i always kind of saw her as a smackdown ready you know that she was tailor-made for smackdown but let's see what she can do bring the glow to raw yeah, I'm uh, not too much of a fan of Naomi, but I understand it. Uh, probably time for a change. She's been on SmackDown, won the title a few times. And, you know, if it's all about the married couples over just people dating, then Naomi was going to go. Speaking of oh. married couples, Zelina and Andrade to Raw. Yeah, um, knew that was coming. I mean, once once Andrade came Zelina was coming but uh, I think that's going to be awesome um I think uh Andrade on on the flagship show quote unquote that's going to be really good that guy has some serious serious talent yeah Zelina and Alistair Black together is cool so that's always that's always nice and I like that it's cool it's good for them and Andrade wasn't exactly doing too much on uh, SmackDown. I don't think he was getting the respect, or he he deserved more. Yeah, absolutely. I know he did. He was starting to do something with Mysterio, and then they just kind of didn't. And I heard there was rumors that they were going to be form like a Hispanic tag team. There was going to be something big about that, but that never happened. So no, that was never going to happen. That just seemed like something thrown out there because they were feuding. But I'm glad for Zelina. I'm glad for Alistair Black. I'm glad for Andrade. Unfortunately, no Charlotte to join Andrade. Yeah, and yeah, didn't huh? Well, again, maybe they're focusing more on the the married thing. Yeah, you know? I mean Charlotte had pretty much been spending time on Raw anyway, so it honestly wouldn't have even felt like a shakeup there. Right, right. But what did feel like a shakeup was the big surprise ending. We were thinking all night of who it was going to be. Who is the big man jumping from SmackDown to Raw? There's a few ideas, but once you realize that he was going to be on the face side, it was obviously then going to be AJ Styles to Monday nights. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be cool. He did, you know, again... Kind of saw him as a SmackDown-made guy in the whole house that AJ Styles built, but uh, it'll be great to see him on the Raw side and see what you know he can do with all those people over there. Yeah, this one, um, it was predictable throughout the night because you knew it was going to happen, but before this, no, I had no idea. It was like The Miz. Styles, I didn't think was going to go at all. Miz, I had no... I hadn't even mentioned his name the past few months, thinking of the Superstar shakeup. Right. Big shock. You could have had me list 100 people, and Miz would have been at the way bottom. Styles would have been near the bottom, just because I said this before, but, you know, he won at WrestleMania, and that was about the battle for SmackDown, who was the man that ran the place. Right. And he won, so I thought, oh, okay, well, he's going to cement himself. He's the man on SmackDown. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. (laughs) Yep. Well. And now Orton's the one that's in charge on SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I, I think I mentioned this to you uh, in a message or whatnot. It it felt like they, you know, watching the Raw, I was like, well, 
Smack, or SmackDown now has to get like a huge showing, and it just kind of felt like they bled SmackDown dry of all like their WrestleMania winners. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. okay, you did really good on your show, and now <laughs> bleep, there you go. Now it's a new season. Fooled you. All right, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm going to quick mention this. I did a Twitter poll like I do each week, and I asked who won the Superstar Shakeup. 85% said SmackDown Live over Raw. What did you think of the Raw side? Um, I thought they got a lot of... I honestly would disagree with that. I, I honestly think Raw kind of came out on the better end. Um, 85%. I was, I, I was going to get into this after we covered the SmackDown side of the the shakeup, but uh, I, I kind of feel like SmackDown got kind of shafted, really. Okay, I would agree that uh, with the poll... I would favor SmackDown Live, which leads us into SmackDown Live. But first, I will mention that you are listening to the 411 Site Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Apple, and all that other good stuff. You know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, leave a review, tell us how much you love us. Mr. Steve, anything you'd like to quick plug? Uh, just the same old of the Resident Complex debut album, North Avenue, is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, anywhere you can find music, it is there. There is one physical copy in my possession for sale, but it's mine. <laughs> Hit them up on Twitter, folks. All right, we're we'll going to start st- the bidding at $10. <laughs> 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 We are going to start with uh, Heavy Machinery to SmackDown Live. Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) I was not a fan of them to start in NXT. I didn't really care for the stakes and weights whole thing, but they grew on me. They uh, they got some laughs out of me, and suddenly I just found, I think his name is Otis. Otis is awesome. I just thought he was the funny, every time he says, tucky, tucky. Right. I got to throw in a little disclaimer. Um, I kind of breezed through SmackDown and just kind of got the picks, and I just completely missed Heavy Machinery getting called over. Yeah, they were one of the uh, late after picks that. I don't even, I think it was them on Twitter were like, hey, are we on SmackDown now? So <laughs> I don't even think they knew, or maybe it's not official, but that's what it says. So I but know. I think that's awesome. Um, I, I like them. I'm, I'm glad that they're they're on a show instead of hovering between one or the other, so now we, they kind of can get some focus and direction. And I think they're very entertaining, and then I like the way that they use their, I like the tandem offense that they have, uh, a lot of those tandem moves that they use uh, with their weight and their size. Some of those look like they could hurt uh, <laughs> so <yeah>. bad. <laughs> I'm definitely not getting in there with them. But like always, it's always cool. You know, NXT guys come up, and they do get a pay bump and everything. And it's right. it's always good for them whether you like them or not. Up next was another late pick, something that I like here, Apollo Crews to SmackDown Live. I think he's another one of those NXT disappointments where he he comes in with a lot of fire and then they just didn't know what to do with him. I mean, he's a tailor-made guy, great great uh, uh ring work and all that. It's just they need to give him some direction. So maybe this moving to another show, maybe he'll actually get, you know, something behind him cuz uh, I I think he's got a lot of talent and a lot of big bright future it's just a matter of use him you know get him on tv right he was um he was in nxt for like no time and he got called up that was a complete surprise to me that suddenly he showed up on raw i think it was two or three years ago and a part of me almost just thinks they did it for the breaking ground reality show they were filming with him at the time and they wanted a nice moment with him getting called up and being a new contract and all that so part of me me interested right i'll take a new contract right (laughs) mickey james to smackdown live um well I mean, what what can you say? Did I didn't know that she still worked there. <laughs> wow. See, I mentioned that last week. It was something, you know, it's the same with Beth Phoenix comes back. I don't want to see her treated like Mickey James is right now. Right. Future Hall of Famer. Beth Phoenix is already in the Hall of Fame, but Mickey James is a future Hall of Famer. She's so good, and she can do anything that you ask her to do. But, you know, if she's not getting TV time, does right. it really matter, Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, my, my whole little thing is not a knock on Mickey James whatsoever. It's all like she wasn't around they don't use her so it's like right and you know you even see her on twitter did you see what she's trying to get going right now uh 
No. <laughs> she's she's trying to get her own little gimmick going. She's trying to get some attention, I think, and tell WWE, like, hey, write me in a story. Give me something to do with. And she wants to be called, well, not anymore, but she wanted to be called the Monday Night Milf. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I knew that there was something, but I just couldn't remember. Yeah, that's not going to work. Tuesday Atti- Night Milf? Maybe. Um, the, the Attitude Era was awesome, but... It's not gonna fly in this day and age. There's, a, there's a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, Fox would appreciate that either. Now that she's on SmackDown, but I'm right. trying to think what could M I L F stand for? You know, hmm. maybe something like that, or she could make her own Mickey. I, you know, something. We'll think of something. Speaking of another pick off air, Chad Gable to SmackDown Live. So effectively, that tag team has disappeared. Yes, it's been teased a little bit. Right, right. Rude has been sick of losing. That's right. And, I mean, I, I think Gable has a lot, lot of potential. That guy, every time I see him, I, I really like the the work that him and Jason Jordan did in NXT. I thought those matches were phenomenal with the revival and all that. Um, it's, it's a shame that he hasn't been able to explore uh, his full potential, but I think he can only do that as a single star. Yeah, I mean, if if everyone knew he was leaving, I would have liked to see Bobby Roode attack him and beat him up before leaving on Monday night. So Roode then would have a little attitude going into next week on his own instead Absolutely. of just standing there frustrated again. And yeah, you you nailed it. Um, clearly, Jason Jordan's not coming back or anytime soon, so that tag team's done. So Gable is going to have to make it on his own. And in my article, I posted a video. I mean, him versus Kevin Owens a year or two ago, that was a great match. He also fought AJ Styles. You know, he's more than capable in the ring. Absolutely. He's fantastic in the ring. Um, those that's, That German suplex of his just has that pop to it that just makes you want to cringe. <laughs> you just know that there's nowhere, you know. No, there's nowhere to run on that one. <laughs> nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. All right, moving on, um, kind of another sad one. I don't know. I understand it's a business, and for more often than not, I you know kind of side with the company and see like, well, they got to make these things, you know, they're a business, so it's kind of the corporate stuff. So more often than not, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. This one I'm not so sure about, but I'll get it in after you give your thoughts. But Liv Morgan to SmackDown Live. So the Riot Squad has disappeared. Um, I personally, I like Ruby Riot. I thought the Riot Squad was like a formidable faction. I like the stories that they could have told. There was a lot of, you know, dastardly deeds that could be explored there. But uh, it's her time to shine, maybe. Maybe they see something in her, you know, that she's done backstage that they're like, all right, now run with it. Maybe that's, uh, you know, they're going to have more... More Title. live. <laughs> more live, right? We're going to live more. SmackDown live instead of SmackDown live. Ooh, there you go. Um, Yeah, I wrote in the article, I just feel bad for her. You know, she sat through Raw. She was tweeting about how nervous she was because, I mean, her, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Wright, you know, they all got tattoos of the night they debuted. Oh, they yeah, are super right. close, travel together, best friends, everything. They, they are together. And she sat through Raw. Sat through SmackDown. It's like, wow, we made it. We're still together. I bet they were dancing in their hotel room, everything. And then and an then, hour later, check online. And yep. I mean, I'm assuming she was informed earlier, so I don't think they'd be that cruel to her. Right. So I'm assuming she knew. But then to find out, That's yeah, just not, just, <laughs> not just broken up, but you by yourself now are going to SmackDown Live. And I, I worry maybe if she blends in too much with Mandy Rose. I know they're oh, different yeah. people, but then it's like, well, what is she going to do? So maybe this is a Alexa Bliss move where when she went to SmackDown Live, everyone was like, well, she's the weak link of the Superstar Shake-Up. And then she blew the roof off the place. And then she ended up being the surprise and beating Becky Lynch later in the year for the title, and now we know how great Bliss is. So maybe Morgan will surprise everyone? You can hope. I mean, you know, they could do like a whole Harlequin uh, gimmick with her. She's got that you know about her uh the new joker movie right oh there you go cross promotion with fox maybe you know gotham's final season (laughs) man you're just thinking big picture today i don't think very much but (laughs) you know i will defend it if sarah logan um maybe joins the viking experience another married couple yep yep or if ruby does something else on her own so maybe if they were just breaking up the group anyways then i can see it but if you know ruby Wright and logan just continue teaming together then it's like well why did you do that to poor live more what was the point of that that feels like a slight on her i could see uh, ruby does have that that potential to be a real decent uh, single star yeah Um, i do worry though that ruby riot and honestly the whole riot squad i mean 
Rousey and Becky and Charlotte have kind of whipped them around the past month. They've been yeah. losing in like 30 seconds. They had to beat the clock, and they just got the f- with them. So. so maybe breaking them up and letting them be on their own is a nice, you know, nice hey, fresh let's start. start them over, and bam, there they go. Speaking of breaking up, I had some breaking news about a month ago about Buddy Murphy. That was a little scoop there, but... He is officially on SmackDown Live. He was finishing up with 205 Live, and you will like this, but I believe it was the Chamber. He was originally going to lose the title to to Zawa, and they were making plans for Buddy Murphy already to move on then, and then they went with Tony Nese instead for the build to WrestleMania. So what do you think Buddy Murphy will do on SmackDown Live? Uh, Probably kind of do the same thing that Cedric's trying to do on Raw. Um, that he's going to try and make a name for himself as a top contender. I see storylines of, well, you're just a little guy, you know, or you don't have the, the stature. You can't make it in this, you know, you're over maybe doing something with Ali. Um, all sorts of stuff can come out of that. So it's just a matter of how they use it and providing he stays healthy. That's a good idea. I like the Ali thing, like almost like old friends coming back and doing like, hey, I remember you. Right, right. Um, I will quick say, I don't know how Buddy Murphy weighs 205 pounds. He looks pretty jacked. <laughs> I don't know about that one. They, it's it's professional wrestling, my friend. They, you can fudge whatever numbers you want. You can fudge whatever numbers. What you cannot fudge, though, is Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss not on the same show. I don't think they're married, so I guess that kind of continues the theme. I guess it does. I mean, or... You know, who knows? We're we're not back there. We don't know what's no, really going on. That I have no clue on. But Buddy Murphy going to the main roster, that was a good one. Speaking of known, quick little funny story. I had told my girlfriend, take a shot, I just mentioned her. Finn Balor to... <laughs> Is sm- that a thing? That's a thing. Okay. <laughs> SmackDown Live, I had mentioned to her earlier that Finn Balor was moving. And I, before... Uh, with our podcast, I was saying, how do I be subtle about it or coy and not necessarily mention it? Right. So I went back and listened to us last week. (laughs) And before I said it, I sighed and said, well, I don't want to break any news. And then I sighed again and said, but watch out for Finn Balor. Yep. Yep. In fact, I was listening to that as I was setting up here today. (laughs) And then I kind of moved on and mentioned Joe and everyone else, but Balor was another one. What do you think of that? I like it. Uh, it was kind of cool. He was teasing us with it for the last uh, three or four times that I saw him where he was wearing the blue outfit. Um, I like it. Uh, bring the Intercontinental title with him. And then that also, um, I heard later on uh, that even though he was out with the flu and whatnot, they are putting Joe and the United States title on Raw. So it's a good flip-flop. You need to keep a singles title. Uh, Right. I thought last year Joe going to SmackDown was probably the biggest move of the Superstar shakeup. And besides the obvious picks this year, I would say, again, Joe is almost kind of the sleeper on Raw. The sleeper, but uh, watch out for him. He's going to be awesome. Um, I like Samoa Joe. Um, Now, I know we talked that we never really watched much of the other company, but there was a brief moment where I did watch some of the feud of him and Kurt Angle in uh, that other company. Right. And I loved every single match that I watched. Uh, Joe was going to just, when he gets, now that he's got it, he's got a title, so he's got a running board, and he is just going to be awesome when they give him the chance. Yeah, the, the small downside to that is Kurt Angle jumped there in 2006, so we are talking now almost 12, 13 years ago, so Joe is not the same guy, and if it's not an injury, I mean, it's not his fault, but now it's the flu, so it's like, now how long is he going to be out? So it's one of those things where can the company trust him? Yes, they can. It sucks, but I hope they do get behind him. But again, you know, if this guy does keep getting injured, whether it's his health or whatever it is, that that kind of suck for his run. I hope for the best. Same with Finn Balor. I love the move to SmackDown. I was excited when I got that, and I was glad to see it happen. So one that I am kind of worried about, Elias to SmackDown Live. What are they doing with him? Not a clue. Is, is he wrestling? Is he a performer? Is he just He's, a comedy act? What What are we doing? He's getting beat up every week. Every week. It's like you see him and you're just like, okay, I know what's going to happen. He's about to play a song and trash the audience and call them idiots. Right. And then he's going to get beat up a little bit. Give yeah. him a story. Yeah, you know? it was Cena, then you know Undertaker, then Mysterio, and now Roman Reigns. So obviously he's in there with a lot of big names. And even at the live event back in March that I went to, you know, he came out, and then sure enough, it was only a matter of time till someone came out. So I don't know. 
I th- I find it kind of entertaining of each week. Like, who's going to interrupt them? It is it is entertaining, but like I, you know, yeah. we've seen him in NXT. He's got a lot of talent. So, are they going to write him in a story or a comedy thing? Because it, it just feels like you know, what's the end game to it? Right, exactly. Like, what is it leading to? I figured like with his concert build up for the Mania, I figured oh, the payoff is going to be you know, Cena or Undertaker coming out. But now it's still going on. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm always just kind of laughing, and even the whole thing where he was like, "I've been promised that nobody will interrupt me." Right. And, and I have just... to say, that dude can play guitar, though. That yeah. Is impressive. He that, does have some chops. That is him playing. In case anyone is wondering, so definitely I'll jam props. With him. Yeah. I'll invite him on. Hey, let's write a song, dude. All right. Somebody I do not want to write a song with, though, Lars. <laughs> Lars Sullivan to SmackDown Live. Is Everyone... he? Everyone faked out on Raw, but it seems he's on SmackDown Live officially. All right, then. Well, here he is. You don't like him? Um, I'm fine with it. Um, my girlfriend, take a shot. She had mentioned a few months ago that SmackDown didn't have a quote-unquote big guy. Oh, and yeah. while they were introducing the Lars you know, vignettes and the whole the freak is coming or whatever right, they were right. saying, you know, she had said, well, SmackDown Live doesn't have a big guy. Brock, Braun, Roman, everyone that's big is on Raw. So I can give her credit for thinking that they'd send a big guy. And if you remember, I had Braun going to SmackDown Live. You did. Yeah. I did. It ended up being Lars. So we'll see if that works for both guys because a part of me still thinks Braun's going to do absolutely nothing for another year while Lars gets it. But I think we can already write down next Royal Rumble, Lars and Braun, big showdown. Big showdown. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad that he got over whatever it was that ailed him uh, and allowed him to, you know, I was glad that he got whatever help he needed and, and came back and made an impression because now, you know, if he holds up, he's going to be Yeah, that's something. another thing almost like Joe is like, you know, is he going to be put in a big Can feud? Can he be trusted? Can he be right. trusted? And that part really sucks because you want to think about the human you know, first, but then you have to think they are a company. And if he, as reported, lost a big slot to John Cena, then, you know, what else is next for him? Yeah, I mean, they had that whole plan and they had to completely scrap it. You know, it it sucks. It it sucks for him. So I I wonder if they aren't going to put him in a feud for a while and just kind of ease him into the show. See how he does. Yeah, yeah, and just have somebody plan to get beat up each week by him until, you know, either he or the company go, all right, thumbs up, you know, ready to go. Let's put him in a feud. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just thought it was a cool little fake out that he showed up on Raw. But, you know, Finn Balor was on Raw. You know, Roman Reigns was on Raw. Elias was on Raw. It just didn't mean that they were on Raw. And then the week still continued. Right. So the Superstar shakeup was to the end of the week. And then Lars was on SmackDown. It was almost like when Cena got drafted to SmackDown. And then at the end of the show, he got drafted back to Raw. Right. Yep, exactly. You know, so technically he was a Raw guy, but Raw guys are eligible to go to SmackDown. And then he moved. It sounds confusing, but I was fine with it. I, I mean, they got enough people. They could use others, you know, for these, like, uh, draft matches or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. seems like they misuse a lot of talent. <laughs> you feel like you've been wanting to say that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably get shot now. Oh, boy. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But somebody that I felt needed a shot in the arm and is going to get it Kyrie Zane is going to join Asuka, managed by Paige, on SmackDown Live. That'll be... I wasn't expecting that. I kind of still expected Asuka to get her redemption on her own. Um, I thought that uh, Kyrie Zane was going to come up with Io Shirai. Yeah. Uh, do the whole Sky Pirates thing. I, I We talked about that last week. I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, yeah, I thought for sure it'd be her. And then... Um, Paige managing them would make a little bit more sense, but also another name was Candice. She was uh, rumored for NXT to get called Candice Lurie? Right. Okay. So, um, obviously, Kyrie Zane, I think there was even a picture that showed her on the SmackDown side before the Superstar shakeup. So, I was like, well, what is she doing there? Yeah, right. So, that was a little iffy, but um, I like her getting called up. She deserves it. Again, more money, everything. She finished up with NXT on Wednesday night. That elbow is awesome. The elbow <laughs> wow, is awesome. What a flight. That's going to make her a lot of money. I think JR said that. So I like that. My only issue, though, is I'm not sure about I'm not sure about Paige managing Asuka. Yeah, how well? I mean, obviously the company is trying to do something so that she can get a payday because obviously they feel bad, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> um, she had such a great, I really liked Paige. I was a big fan when she was uh, active and competing. Um, 
always loved seeing her on screen and stuff like that. Just thought that she had great matches. Uh, so it was kind of sad when she had to get forcibly taken out. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with her being on screen. The general manager is a good spot yeah, for Yeah, general her. manager was awesome. I thought she was great. But, I mean... I mean, I know she can't, but I mean, Asuka should just kick Paige's head off and be like, I know what I'm doing. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> and, what and is she going to teach her? Maybe that will happen. Who knows? Well, this could be a story. For Paige's health, I kind of hope not. I, I don't think she's going to get kicked, but I, <laughs> I don't see her being the manager for very long. Okay. That, I mean, it'd be fine for an introduction. And again, if it was two NXT people, it'd make sense. I, but I'm with, I mean, Asuka should be a solo star, right? I agree. I think so. Okay. Speaking of solo star, another move I liked, and well, I like the talent mostly, but Ember Moon to SmackDown Live. Yeah. I think that's a good fit. I think it's going to be pretty cool to see her feuding with, you know, who knows, maybe her and Liv Morgan will have a big... <laughs> Showdown. Oh boy, Liv Morgan. <laughs> um, I like the Ember move, Moon move because you know she wasn't getting anywhere on Raw, especially when uh, you know Rousey was kind of dominating the past few months, right. and Ember had been out for a while, and she worked hard to come back. And hopefully this is a good spot because I like the introduction of stepping right up to Becky Lynch and yeah. saying, you know, I want the title. Yeah, I think that uh, is a good move. Is a good way to make her, you know, hey, I'm back because. Another, she was another one that I almost forgot about until I saw her in the, the Battle Royal at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I hope that's a sign of things to come. And if anybody does beat Becky Lynch for the SmackDown women's title, I hope it's Ember. And Ooh. what do you think Ooh. if uh, if uh, Lacey Evans gets the title match against Becky Lynch, do you think she'll pull double duty that same night and defend the SmackDown Live title too? I mean, it it could be a good story because, you know, hey, I was beaten up already once. And, I mean, it'd be a decent way for them to separate. I mean, they did it with Seth Rollins when he had the two titles. So right, I, yep. I could see them making her do that because she's been touting that, you know, she would do it. So uh, that would be that would be good. And, I mean, it would be a good story in my opinion. Uh, her losing the titles I might be a little sad about because I'm all about Becky Lynch. But Yeah, I mean, it was just two years ago Orton won the Rumble. Won the WWE title at WrestleMania, and then in his first pay-per-view, lost to Jinder Mahal. So, you know, yeah. a lot of times I do put a lot of stock into one thing. Just and then, to fall off. And then, yeah, flip a coin, and then, yeah, you're losing the title to Jinder Mahal. So, right. speaking of losing the title, Bailey to SmackDown Live. Well, as a singles. Um, as a singles. She made that very clear, singles. Yeah, that's, that was one thing that kind of shocked me a little bit is that she's like, as a singles competitor. She had to throw that in there. So, you know, um, I think it's the best way that she can bounce back from all this. I think she kind of made her amends with the company and kept her job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that's what they're like, okay, well, until she figures out what she's doing in the Dominican Republic, we'll let you do, you know, your thing on SmackDown. And hopefully maybe she'll make a name for herself, make a run for the title. Yeah, it's now been reported that um, the plan was always for the Iconics to win the tag titles at Mania, which kind of seemed in the buildup. Iconics kept calling them out for weeks and months before Mania, so it does seem that they were doing that. But Bailey and Sasha Banks were not informed of this until the day of. Exactly. Isn't that a little... <sighs> and if you want to talk about a one-two gut punch, they were then also informed they'd be, they would splitting. be splitting up. Wow. Right. Isn't that... I mean, it, it, do they just hate Sasha Banks? Like, I, I, you know, when we were talking about our WrestleMania picks last week or how we felt about uh, the matches and I was saying that I like the Iconics winning because they come up and all that, I didn't know this whole thing about, like, that they weren't told until right then and they had this whole plan of yeah. going to each brand and actually right. bringing... Yep. I, I kind of agree with them. I think that the first title holders are setting a precedent. Exactly. And I think that you need to make that title strong, otherwise it ends up like the hardcore title, where we had 128 champions in one night, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Perry Runnels won the title. Yeah, didn't Molly the Holly. Mop. Mo <laughs> Moppy from Perry Saturn? <laughs> All right, Moppy was awesome. Well, something. But, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I could see their point of it's, and again, Sasha Banks, first title defense, and she loses it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and, and now the Iconics are losing each week with the tag titles and then it makes you wonder if first pay-per-view they're going to lose you know 
Um, Sasha and people around her have been tweeting and messaging on all the different platforms, and they kept including the hashtag, if you only knew. Right. Well, maybe that little hint was that Bailey and them were breaking up. So now I guess we do know. Now we know. And, I mean, you know, the only thing that they could have done worse is put butterflies and made the straps pink on the titles if they want to make it worthless. I mean. Yeah, this is almost a Liv Morgan thing where I try to take the company side and say, well, there's got to be a reason for it. You know, there's got to be something. And just breaking them up. And even now we finally are finding out a little bit more information about the Sasha thing. So it does make you feel a little sympathy towards her. A little bit. I mean, I, I think she was kind of screwed. And it, it, again, it's those start and stop pushes. She gets the title and she works really, really hard to get it. And then the first chance she gets to defend it, she loses. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I wrote in the article, but even like the boss and hug connection, like that felt like a thing. Like It that really f- did. It really did. It, I think they even had special nameplates. Like I think the Iconics, don't they have each other or... I forgot what it was. Yeah, there was a whole thing built into it. Like, there was something that you could get behind. And then, I mean, to handle it, maybe Sasha, like, walking out or whatever you want to call it isn't the best way. I mean, Bailey's there each week. And, you know, now she's, I think, picked up two straight wins. So... You know, I would, I'd rather have Sasha there and kind of air her grievances more professionally, but right. it would definitely suck to find out, yeah, you're losing those titles and then be told, oh yeah, you're also breaking up. This whole brand you've been building for, you know, three, four months is Yeah, done. and it's again, it's like if Bailey does nothing, I'll feel more sympathy, but if they have big plans for Bailey, then it's like, okay, there's a reason behind it. Right, right. So, I mean, I guess time will tell and, you know, let's see what happens when Sasha decides what she's going to do. Time will tell with Sasha. I mean, there's reports they want her back in a month or so. Um, I will add one little quick thing also, but now the four horsemen, all three of them except Sasha, are, you know, on SmackDown. So Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey. So maybe Sasha's like, oh, thanks for that too. Yeah, right. (laughs) One more (laughs) thing. They keep her on Raw and just be like, "Eh, we're going to just kind of jab it in there a little further. Uh, Yeah. All right, before we get to the big name, I'm going to throw in more plugs here, so bear with me for 30 seconds. 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast, 411 Podcast Network, you already know that. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Apple, you know all about that. Subscribe, rate, review, five stars, we love it. Give us a review, tell us how much you love them. Steve Matson, tell us all about your deal. Hey, we got the Resonant Complex debut album, North Avenue, is available everywhere music is sold. Uh... Uh, we have ReverbNation.com slash The Resonant Complex. We also have TheResonantComplex.com. Uh, go ahead and check that out. We also have videos for each song up on our YouTube channel. Just search for The Resonant Complex and you will find us. Awesome, awesome. And now for the big pick of the night. It had been talked about, I'm sure. Who called it? Who called it? <laughs> All right, I will let you take it away. Roman Reigns of SmackDown Live. Yep, called it. <laughs> Nailed it. I think that's awesome. I think he's done a lot on Raw, and it's time to see what he's going to do on SmackDown. Um, I was really miffed at first when they started, you know, Vince touting this big announcement, and then it's Elias. And it's like, really? And then we get the real big announcement. And, hey, might as well punch out the boss while you're at it. Might as well. <laughs> I like the little fake out. I almost thought it'd be Drew McIntyre, a nice throwback to when he named him the chosen one. Right? That's actually, I had that thought when Vince stepped in the ring, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I could be. If there is one downside to uh, this, it's that Baron Corbin, Lashley, and Drew are still on the same show, so I hope we do not get more six-man tags with those. We're kind of done with that. card experience. Yeah, I'm kind (laughs) of done with that. Drew can be on his own. I'm sure he'll feud with Seth Rollins or something for the title, but I thought for sure those three would be broken up, but it doesn't really matter. Roman Reigns to SmackDown Live, and more of a personal side i like that you know he's kind of letting seth rollins be the man on monday nights now no shadow yeah that's kind of cool i mean now that dean ambrose has said goodbye or will one last time <laughs> again again uh it's it's nice to let the the former shield kind of do their their thing yeah i like it um they are close behind the scenes and everything so there you know there's not going to be this big cloud around seth rollins of oh there's always going to be roman behind him and oh he's the bigger star and all this it's like no this is seth rollins you know it's going to be his show there's no more shield no more dean ambrose nothing it's just kind of like um once the leukemia battle happened you know roman has his eyes on other things these days so i don't really think he's going to be going for a title or you know that's not really one of his goals anymore 
I think eventually he will, but I I don't think he's going to be actively like they'll put him in the you know certain title matches, maybe a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or something, one of the big four, just because he's worked you know so long and hasn't had a title shot in a while. Yeah, <laughs> might as well give him one. Might as well give him one when they need someone or when someone gets injured or whatever. Oh it boy, is, you know, don't jinx that. Well, it happens. It That's, does happen. It ain't ballet. No, it is not. So while Seth Rollins will not have that shadow hovering over him. Kofi Kingston probably will now because um, I could see Reigns being in the main event each week while Kofi is opening or at top of the hour. What do you think now of Kofi on the same show as Roman Reigns? That'd be good. Um, and I didn't even think about like, hey, we got could have a Kofi versus Reigns main event of SmackDown or something like that. Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice competition between the two um i think if new day keeps being as entertaining as they always are i don't care what you say with the <laughs> big o kevin owens and well i th- i think that's going to be a weekly gimmick until biggie gets back i could see i don't think kevin owens is going to stay no with, yeah i was already waiting for him to turn on him yeah this I, week. I honestly expected him to get kicked you know start kicking people in the face but i think if the new day can stay as entertaining as they always are and keep tossing those pancakes oh boy i think it'll be a nice okay roman gets it this week and then the new day gets it this week and then you know they're gonna kind of be on a parallel path and one moment they're gonna cross and then right. we're gonna have a really cool story i'm almost wondering um if kofi has the fans behind him if fans are like already thinking to not turn on him but you know go back to booing roman reigns you know the leukemia thing it's not i don't want to say old news but it does kind of feel like the crowd's ready to kind of go back to giving roman the mixed reaction so yeah i did see a couple thumbs down on smackdown yeah reigns can kind of come out and i don't want to say turn heel but imagine him spearing kofi imagine how hot that feud would be that would be good that would be really good that would be good because then like i said the crowd can go back to booing reigns or reacting to him however and the fans would just rally so much against kofi and you know each week fans would be paranoid like oh the chosen one reigns is going to get the title for the fox debuts right kofi's going to get screwed out of his title we know it's coming it's going to happen i mean they they tried to screw him out of the main event of wrestlemania or not main event but out of the match in wrestlemania how many times are they going to screw him yeah but i might as well stay in montreal (laughs) <laughs> every week oh boy <laughs> i think um where's earl hebner <laughs> bring him back <laughs> i think um it's a good sign for kofi that reigns knocked out vince because maybe now they can do another little mcmahon reigns thing or if elias is the chosen one or whatever they do and kind of kind of keep reigns preoccupied maybe kofi can feud with like randy orton or someone yeah there you go i, I like that idea um yeah definitely Kind of let Roman do other things for a minute instead of always chasing the title or always having to be in that picture. So I, I definitely, I, I could see the the feud with Elias being the chosen one if they finally decide to let Elias, you know, do something. <laughs> let him do something. I will mention, though, he wasn't on the show again, but um, Daniel Bryan is still on SmackDown Live. Yep. So, you know, they have plenty of talent there. Um, on the whole, what was your main takeaway for SmackDown Live? Was it Roman Reigns? Oh yeah, I mean that that was the biggest move that that uh, even though I called it, um, that was definitely the big bright shining light of the evening. Um, obviously, as they they built up to that, um, it was it was nice to see Finn Balor uh, and making sure that the, a title stays on SmackDown. Um, I I like to see what he's gonna do with the brand too. He might just take over the whole damn thing. Yeah, he, he might. I like um, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Zane, Mickey James, Liv Morgan. So definitely the SmackDown women's roster got loaded. And then you had Elias for some fun in there with his gimmick. And then Lars is going to be the big man. Finn Balor can put on great matches and get the crowd behind him. Buddy Murphy is kind of going to be that surprise guy that can also give you good matches. Same with Chad Gable. Apollo Crews might be someone to watch. Heavy Machinery can handle the comedy aspect. And then there's Roman Reigns kind of to lead the charge and be the face of the the company i guess is smackdown heads over to fox yep there we go man it's it's gonna be a good couple of months <laughs> i think it all fits very nicely and we mentioned it earlier but you think raw got the better side 85 percent, and myself included thinks smackdown is there anything that kind of tips the scale to raw is it maybe aj styles um yeah I think AJ, I think some of the new faces, a little bit more, I, you know, it seemed like more of the um, NXT was, was sent to Raw. Like we had the the, um, the, the kids ride 
Yeah, the Viking uh, the, oh, experience. Oh, the Viking experience. Sorry, yeah, right. I just forgot it for a minute. We're all trying to forget yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ricochet, Alistair Black. Ricochet, Alistair Black. Uh, it seemed like a little bit more youth was infused yeah. into Raw, and it seemed like a little like we were talking a little bit more of the women were infused into SmackDown. Yeah, it felt like almost like the Raw got the tag team division and SmackDown got the women, so maybe yep. there's a little bit more behind that. So any uh, closing thoughts? Is there maybe like a move that you would have liked to have seen that didn't happen? Or is there something that you're almost worried about or something you're excited about? Anything uh, on the Superstar shakeup now? Going forward, there's four weeks to a pay-per-view. Well, uh, we touched on it earlier. I think uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, uh, they should have been split up. You know, Bobby Lashley could disappear for all I care. <laughs> no, he... that. He might go fight again. He might go fight again. He's still under contract or whatnot. So, um, you know, I'm sure it put me on the spot. I can't really think of any, <laughs> anything. Okay, I'm sure I'll think about it in a couple. I'll probably tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, my thing is, um, you know, everyone thinks going to SmackDown Live is almost a demotion or anything, right. but it's not with the Fox deal. I think Roman Reigns, obviously the women's division has been hot. Lars, Elias, I mean, Finn Balor. I mean, I think SmackDown won big time, and then you factor in the Elias little factor there with uh, his feud with Undertaker that could invite the Undertaker then to SmackDown and if yeah. he continues a thing with Cena each month that invites Cena over to SmackDown and then you Live. just got big names coming in all the so time. So then there's big names all around so I think personally I think SmackDown Live won but like always you know time will tell on these moves I mean they could falter and it could be horrible on Fox and you know bad things happen to them while Raw kind of excites with the young NXT talent. You know, SmackDown's kind of like the little show that could. You know, they they always feel like to be a demotion, but then they always put on good matches. I find myself actually enjoying, for a little while there, I was enjoying SmackDown more than Raw. Maybe it's because it's only two hours. Uh, it's it's a little easier to get through. That's a plus always. You know, uh, 9 o'clock, and then I can still watch The Office before I go to bed. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we are going to close it up here. One more last round of plugs. 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast, 411 Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Apple, all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, tell everybody how much you love us. So share and get the word out there. Mr. Steve Matson. what do you got? Hey, we got the Resonant Complex. We are live from the lab tonight uh, where the Resonant Complex originated. And you can check us out at ReverbNation.com slash The Resonant Complex. We have TheResonantComplex.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, all those lovely websites where you can purchase music. You just search for us, and you can find us there. Excellent. One last time, we're going to close it here with a little tune from The Resonant Complex. Hit it. Hit it.